Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. You know, Jesus cried out to Jerusalem, and he said, How oft I would gather you together as a hen gathers her brood. And you know, when a, when a hen gathers her brood, she tucks them all underneath her to where you can't even see a single chick. That's what Christ did with you when He went upon the cross. He gathered you into Himself and allowed all that stood between you and the Father to die on that cross. We're celebrating the resurrection. It is a day that we celebrate every day because it's our birthday. The resurrection is our birthday. It's when we were born. Born anew. It's the day of the new creation. The day of the second Adam. The place of birth for every Christian. It is an event that the enemy and the world would marginalize with bunnies and eggs. The enemy would rather you focus on anything other than the resurrection. And many... Many of the celebrations of the resurrection, they'll go with the recounting of all of the things that happened on the day that Christ was crucified and then the glorious resurrection. And I don't discount that at all. That's a glorious picture. But I will tell you that if you do not embrace the fullness of what Christ died for and what was brought to you through the resurrection, you are celebrating a historical event in your mind. It is not resurrecting you out of your situation today. A resurrection life is not offering you salvation as you live this life through. And what we're going to celebrate today is the truth of what Christ did for us upon the cross. Because resurrection life is our inheritance from the resurrection of our Lord. Christ died for your sins. And that is the gospel in part. But his death and forgiveness of sin was by, no, was by no means the end. It was a means to an end. He died to give us life. The resurrection is the new birth where flesh died and spirit was born. Romans chapter 6 verses 8 through 11. Paul writes, Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Because we know that Christ, the Anointed One, being once raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has power over Him. For by the death He died, He died to sin, ending His relation to it once for all. And the life that He lives, He is living to God in unbroken fellowship with Him. Even so, Consider yourselves also dead to sin, and your relation to it broken, but alive to God. Living, present tense, current status, if you're a child of God, living in unbroken fellowship with Him, Christ Jesus. Jesus gave His life for us so that He could give His life 
to us. He gave all of us who would receive him resurrection life. A life uniquely created in union and in fellowship with him. And that is the whole of the gospel. If you're a child of God, it is because you left the tomb alive with Christ. A new creation. It's not enough to know that he is risen. You must know that he is risen in you. And that you have resurrection life. Some of us find ourselves searching the tombs for life, living in and among the places of death and corruption, because the enemy has convinced us that life is in this body, in this flesh. Do you dress yourself in dead men's clothes? Does the corruption of pride and selfishness really fit you? Does worldliness and envy suit you? Is the rottenness of bitterness and envy becoming for you? Have you become so fixated on death that you are blind to the truth of the resurrection? Is resurrection life and understanding or is it truly life for you? John eleven twenty five reads, Jesus said to her, I am myself the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on me, although he may die, yet he shall live. Yet he shall live. Have you forgotten how to live? John 10.10 says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. The life of the Christian is resurrection life. It is the only life that is fulfilling and abundant and enjoyable for the child of God. John 1.4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. 1 John 5.11 says, And this is that testimony, that evidence. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He came to animate that which was dead with life, to trade the darkness of death for the light of life. It is the resurrection life that first empowered the early church. Jesus said, I will build my church. What is the church? His body. It is his life. Not just the physical presentation of of Christ, but the life of Christ. Remember in John when the disciples were hiding behind locked doors for fear of the Jews? They were afraid of losing their physical life because they had not yet received resurrection Life, spiritual life. I know Christians who have received resurrection life and are still hiding behind locked doors. Look at the principal message of the first church. Acts 4.33 And with great strength and ability and power, the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. This is their testimony. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great Grace, loving kindness, and favor, and goodwill rested richly upon them. You see, their principal message was resurrection life. Where did that great strength come from for these people who were just hours before paralyzed with fear? They had received his life in a yielded faith, began to live it out. They received eternal resurrection life that has no fear of persecution, a life that was not afraid to suffer loss on the earth. 
so they could go forward rejoicing in their testimony of truth. It is not enough that Jesus died for your sins. 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen says, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is mere delusion, futile, fruitless, and you are still in your sins under the control and penalty of sin. Jesus became our resurrection and our life. John fourteen nineteen says, Just a little while now, and the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me, because I live, you will live also. Have you found the empty tomb of life according to the flesh to be empty? We have resurrection life, and the life we now live in the body is a life we live by faith in the vitality of his spirit. Ephesians 2.5 reads, Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him. For it is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. You know, the word salvation there refers to being delivered in the present, not one day back at Calvary, but in the present, from walking after the flesh, being delivered daily from walking after the flesh, or following the patterns of death made by us when we seek to live independently from God. That is your daily salvation. Resurrection life sets us free daily from the bondage of sin and living a self-centered life. Romans 6.23 For the wages which sin pays is death, but the bountiful free gift of God is eternal life through in union with Jesus Christ our Lord. What is the bountiful free gift? Eternal life. Not forgiveness of sin, that's a means to an end. He forgave us of our sins, that we might be a clean vessel in order to contain the union life of Christ within. And it is the destiny of every Christian, man, boy, child, it doesn't matter. Every Christian's destiny is to live that life out. To live in the passion of communion that we have through our life in Christ. Galatians 2.20 Paul writes, I have been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live. But Christ the Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, by adherence to, and reliance on, and complete trust in, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I don't live out of the body. I have a body. And that body has physical life. But I live out of his life. A life in which I was born into, made one with. I have been put in union with his spirit. We are not what we once were. We no longer live in the inheritance of Adam. We are no longer forced to live the legacy of sin and death. We have been changed by our resurrection life with Christ. But often we are blinded to that life by these perishable bodies. And we tend to believe that this is life. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty four says, And when this perishable puts on the imperishable, and this that was capable of dying puts on freedom from death, 
Then shall be fulfilled the scripture that says, Death is swallowed up, utterly vanquished forever, in and unto victory. When we live as though this flesh is our life, we die every single day. The world, the enemy, our own flesh delivers a death blow. We become easily antagonized. We become angry. We become bitter. Or we take pleasure in the things of the flesh rather than in the things of God. We find it pulling us away. We find ourselves drifting away from the mooring of truth. And the mooring of truth, ladies and gentlemen, is within you. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We are not what we once were. We have been grafted into a new source through which flows pure, true, abundant life. The old is gone and what was left in the grave is who you used to be. Fulfilling the judgments of God in that single act. Everything that God had against you was fulfilled and paid in the death of Christ. Everything that God had planned for you was in his life when you were resurrected. The new has come. And this resurrection life is lifting me out from the death of flesh. I have eternal life. And by faith I live from the new creation with a new heart and a new mind. I've been made complete in Christ. Philippians 3.11. Paul writes that if possible I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead even while in the body. Paul's not just hoping for the rapture. It lifts me out from the dead now. Paul is writing about living by faith and the reality of being lifted out from among the dead. We have resurrection life. We are lifted out when by faith we choose to live in the truth. The curse of death may be on the body, but it is not on us. The body is not who you are. You've been freed. Listen. I rise above my flesh when I choose to live the supernatural life I was born into at the resurrection. When I choose to love, to give, to bless, to see the salvation of the Lord about me, to praise, to worship, to give thanks, I am expressing resurrection life. This is not the work of the flesh. Resurrection life lifts me above fear. You know, at times fear wells up in you and me. And what the enemy wants us most to believe in those times is that we are alone. But because of the resurrection life, Jesus declares, I joined my spirit with you. I am presently with you where you are. None of these things that you are facing ever defeated me and they will not defeat my life in you. Because of the resurrection, every child of God lives out every single moment together with Christ. Never alone. One of the first things that the disciples discovered after Jesus was raised from the dead was wherever they went, he was there. They went to the garden to weep and he was there. A couple of them went for a lonely walk on the road to Emmaus and he was there. Some of them went into a room to remember and tell stories about what could have been, and all of a sudden, he was there. Some of them didn't know what else to do, so they went fishing, and Jesus was there. Because we have resurrection life, wherever we go, he is there. We never go anywhere alone. Every time we commit a sin, 
He is there, not to condemn us, not to reject us, but to bring into remembrance the very fact of his forgiveness and to lovingly restore our souls to truth. Every time we are tempted, he is there. So the temptation is not coming against weak flesh. It is coming against the resurrection life of the Son of God in union with you. You can choose victory or defeat. Every time we sorrow and our hearts are broken because of some loss in our lives, he is there as comforter and healer. Every time we are in need, he is our perfect provision. He is there as the giver of every good and perfect gift. Every time we are afraid, he is there as perfect love to cast out fear. You see, we cannot celebrate resurrection as one day out of the calendar year. We dare believe that when we are alive in Christ, we are living in the resurrection life moment by moment every single day. We choose to believe that God gives life to the death of every circumstance we enter into. Our God has his perfect love about us, and that perfect love gets the final word concerning us. Because of his resurrection life, we do not have to fear failure or sin anymore. Romans 6.10, I read it earlier, For by the death he died, he died to sin, ending his relation to it once for all. And the life he lives, he is living to God in unbroken fellowship with him. He defeated sin because he took us as sinful beings into himself while he was on the cross. And he put sin to death. Resurrection life left sin in the grave. Sin consciousness doesn't deliver me. Fear of failure doesn't protect me. Believing the truth sets me free. Because of the resurrection, sin has no power over us. His resurrection life is victorious over death and the devil. Colossians 2.15 reads, God disarmed the principalities and the powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them and in it the cross. Where were they arranged? They were ranged against us. And he defeated. Revelation 1.18. And the ever-living one. This is Jesus. He's declaring this. And the ever-living one. I am living in the eternity of eternities. I died. But see, I'm alive forever. And I possess the keys of death and Hades. The realm of the dead. Jesus has got the keys to death and hell in his hand. As I've said before. Satan doesn't even have the keys to his own house anymore. He is a defeated foe. Everything Christ secured in his victory is freely given to us in his resurrection life. Resurrection life is the death of death and the beginning of a victorious life. Our resurrection truth is that nothing will defeat the life that we have within us. Nothing. Because of resurrection life, we should have no fear of God's wrath. 1 Thessalonians 5.9 tells us, For God has not appointed us to incur his wrath. He did not select us to condemn us, but that we might obtain his salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah. Because of resurrection life, we do not live in fear of some future judgment or present rejection as the children of God. We are justified by him. We are not justified by our performance. We are living out of the performance of another. 
Jesus Christ, whose performance is perfect. Because of resurrection life, we don't live in fear of insignificance or meaninglessness. Colossians 2.9. I love this verse. For in him, the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. That complete expression of the divine nature has come forth in glorious resurrection life to live in you, Christian, in you. It gives continuous expression through his resurrection life in you. Everything that is beautiful, everything that is a treasure, everything that is glorious, everything that is honorable, everything that has meaning in the entire universe is in the resurrection life of Christ in you. Everything that his life does has meaning and value. Everywhere that his life goes, it gives meaning and value to that place. Everything that has his life has worth. It is, it's a value and a worth that nothing can take away, not even death. It is his resurrection life. The author of all meaning, the ultimate value of the universe has been deposited in your spirit. So everywhere you go has meaning. Every event that you are in has value and purpose. Absolutely nothing is wasted in your life. Absolutely nothing is wasted in the life of the child who has been born into Christ. Listen, an object is generally defined, I've told you this before, but an object is generally defined by its contents. So if I placed a cup up here, and I had coffee in it, it would be a cup of coffee, wouldn't it? If it had juice in it, it would be a cup of juice or a juice cup. If I put water in it, it is a cup of water or a water cup. Its value is defined by its contents. You have value, and the meaning and the significance, the worth of Christ's resurrected life deposited in you. That's what you carry within you. You and I have been given a meaning and value that cannot and will not be taken away. Our resurrection message is that if the life of our Lord Jesus will never be meaningless or insignificant, then neither will the lives of those who are in union with him. Does that make sense? We do not need to live in fear, the fear of abandonment or of going it alone. He was forsaken so that you would never have to be. When he was on the cross, he took all separation because of sin, and then he put it to death. Sin and separation was put into the grave and left there. And when Jesus resurrected out of the grave, every single person who joins him or herself in faith experiences freedom from separation forever. He buried that stuff. And I don't know if that doesn't give you a thrill. You better check your pulse. He buried it. Every, every, every potential for separation from God, from Christ. What's the first thing that happens in your mind when you fall, when you fail? It's certainly not that, well, I'm not separated, is it? The enemy comes at you with all kinds of accusations because he is the accuser, right? That's what he does. Here I have, he speaks in first person singular, here I have fallen again. There are no more prayers to be prayed. I have said it all before. 
Here I lay in the very place that I told God I would never go back to. Here I am condemned in the consistency of my sinful behavior. I know that God looks away from me. I know that He will not have anything to do with me in my sinful state. I know that I am rejected. I know that I have fallen out of fellowship with Him. It's a lie! Every bit of it. Because Jesus paid it all. And there is no separation. And there is no condemnation. Let us stand in repentance and stand up and say, This is not who I am. I will not wear the garments of death any longer. I will not step and walk and live among the grave. I will walk in victory clothed in the righteousness of Christ. I will live by faith in the truth. The truth shall be my strength shall be the force of my life. He was forsaken so that you never have to be. He said, it is finished. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006.